0: you might not have noticed, but I'll point out to you that both Christopher and I are wearing um, the same cross. And this cross happens to be the Society of St. Francis. We're members of the Society of St. Francis. And the reason why I'm telling you this is that we are celebrating 800 years because it was actually St. Francis who initiated the nativity scene. He wanted to know more about how of how difficult it was for Mary and Jesus. He wanted to know about their servanthood and their humility. And he found a cave in Grisio, wasn't it? And he got a donkey and he got it. And in the evening, they had real live um, nativity scene. And from there on, that's why we all, well, most of us have nativity scenes somewhere around either in our churches or at home. Thank you for listening to that, but we needed to put that out there, didn't we? So may the words from my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable, O God, our Lord. Amen. We've just read several times, Joseph went from where he was living in Nazareth to Bethlehem, the city of David. This was in answer to a decree which was set in the time of Cornelius. This is a story which has a time in history and a place in the world. Luke begins with this piece of historical dating and geographical placement. And why did he do this? He did it because he was presenting history, dated and placed in a town of Bethlehem. It's a, it's a real truth and not a mythical form. The story begins with J- Joseph making his way to Bethlehem with Mary to register under Emperor Augustus' decree. If you think about it, there's an interesting wee twist in here. This happening of God here in Bethlehem only took place due to the decision of an earthly ruler to increase his income by taxation. These pagan people, in their greed, actually worked for the greater good of God. In other words, God used human free will in the carrying out of his larger plan. So Augustus, in a roundabout way, in making his decree, became an unwitting agent of the Lord. I like it. This is not only a historical story, but more importantly, a story about the servants of the Lord. We hear those very words come from Mary in chapter 1 as she answered God's messenger, the mm-hmm. angel, I am the Lord's servant. And again we hear when she sang her song to her cousin Elizabeth, which we know is the Magnificat, For he looked with favor on the loneliness of his servant. We hear about Joseph, who in his dilemma of Mary's pregnancy, did as God wanted and married Joseph. He is yet another servant of the Lord. He serves the Lord not as one being an actual slave, but rather in a position of humility and obedience to that greater reverence, his Lord. Both Mary and Joseph knew the greatness of their most high God. They had grown up to know the God that they worshipped and believed in, Yahweh was the great I am. Their servanthood was one of wonder, gratitude, praise, and humility. We look again at the story, at another type of servant. We see the shepherds serving the sheep. The difference for them was that theirs was seen to be the most demeaning type of work. They were outcasts, the lowest of the low. They were not allowed in the city limits. They grazed the flocks on other people's lands. They were a group of people that were unwelcome to the rest of society. Yet here, in this divine event, the shepherds are the very first ones to whom God sent a whole host of angels with the good news. To you this day, a savior is born, they proclaim. It was these outcasts or lowly servants that became the first to visit the Christ child, Jesus. How amazing. God chose the shepherds first. In a play called The Road to Bethlehem, the shepherds actually said after the angels left them, in a sense of awe and amazement, they came to us. They had been chosen by God to be approached by his heavenly angels. God could be bothered with them. Once it dawned on them, they were so excited and rushed off to Bethlehem. Imagine how great they would feel. Imagine how excited, how important, and yet how humble they would be on seeing the baby Jesus first. How amazing. This Jesus born to be the savior of all. Jesus to be the servant of all people. Jesus to be the shepherd of all people. Luke is the only gospel to tell us about the role of the shepherds. He did this to accentuate the fact that Jesus came on earth for the social outcasts. Their invitation to come to his birthplace First indicates that in God's everlasting kingdom the last shall be first. This whole story in Luke's gospel is then one of servanthood and humility. Mary who says, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Joseph, who chose to stand by Mary. The shepherds and most of all Jesus, servant of all. Jesus, the Son of God, comes to earth as a baby, born in a stable, laid in a manger of hay, homeless, close to the edge of poverty, his parents feeling like refugees, just as we hear on the news all the time. just wrapped in bits of cloth, and laid in a manger, with little to keep the Holy Family warm. It would have been hard. Even so, despite all this, Joseph and Mary continued to remain servants of the Lord and do God's will. They did this through holding in their hearts a sense of promise. The promise for them being that this baby was a special child who was born into their family, the house of David. One who we know, and they learnt to know, was the long-awaited Messiah, Jesus' Mary's son, who was to be named the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, and Prince of Peace. The child to be born was holy, He was the son of God, born to bring peace on earth and salvation to all. Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. How amazing. This word amazing was used in the video. What does it mean for us? When we are amazed, we are experiencing awe. Wonder, reverence, maybe gratitude, a touch of humility. As we come to the Lord's table this morning, let us also come with that same reverence and awe as we bow down before Jesus, our Savior and Redeemer, perhaps not physically, but certainly in our souls. Remembering especially his servanthood, starting in that lowly stable. May we come to him with humble hearts, like the shepherds, the obedience of Joseph, and filled with the joy, like Mary, at this wonderful gift of God. And finally, as we receive the love of God this Christmas, let us always remember the less fortunate in the world around us, and be ready to give to others throughout the year with grateful and humble hearts, knowing God's encompassing and everlasting love for us all. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Andy.